Welcome to the Plutonomics Podcast with Lori Cammie and Barnaby Levin. The word Plutonomics means the study of wealth. It's our mission to educate, to help clients think about their goals and how they might benefit from working with an advisor to achieve them. But more importantly, it's to make sure our listeners understand both the pros and cons of any issue so they can make informed decisions and increase the odds of finding the right answer for them. You see, it's not who's right or wrong, but knowing there are no disinterested parties or unbiased opinions and that where you sit depends on where you stand. The challenge to making good decisions is to start by questioning one's assumptions and to break free of our prejudices because the truth usually lies somewhere in between. There are always two sides to every issue, both of which have merit. Last week, because artificial intelligence is such a big topic, we sought only to provide context and a framework within which this week we hope to share ways in which investors can participate in a space. To reiterate, AI and machine learning have taken a critical step forward toward conquering what's known as cognitive human-level AI. This is the point where machines are able to learn on an unsupervised basis when sifting through massive amounts of unstructured data. And when that hurdle is crossed, when we talk to computers and they talk back, that's when everything changes. However, we also ended with a word of caution. We must remember, we said, that AI is global, and when it comes to its use in a war setting with China, for example, as Palantir's CEO says, it's not a conflict that's linear where one country has a slightly better boat or plane. This is like World War II, he said, where one country has a nuclear bomb. And as a result, they'll be the one making the rules in a race where winner takes all. This is part of what we meant when we said artificial intelligence is the most significant paradigm shift in the history of humankind. But other than that... (laughs) Our goal this week is, again, to help listeners identify leaders in the fields of artificial intelligence and machine learning. Companies who are not only creating new hardware and software, but who are also incorporating it into their own businesses to gain advantage. So, in terms of opportunities, as big a space as it is, actual AI stocks are rarer than you might think. That is, while there have been more than 240 startups focusing on artificial intelligence, machine learning, and quantum computing over the past two years, there are few publicly traded pure plays out there at this point. Also, according to Merrill Lynch, between 1990 and mid-2020, while the global market generated $56 trillion in wealth, only 1.5% of all companies accounted for the bulk of it. We believe this pattern of disruption and concentration is likely to continue for some time. And therefore, a good approach for now at least is to simply look for companies using the technology themselves to improve their own products or gain a competitive advantage. As time goes on, and some of these many startups now incubating do go public, we'll broaden our horizon. In the meantime, let's start with semiconductors. They're literally the engine that drives everything. And the leader, of course, is NVIDIA, 
who makes cutting-edge chips for everything from cloud computing to gaming and self-driving cars. But don't forget Qualcomm, and despite its current issues, Intel, whose venture capital arm in 2020 alone was the number one investor in AI startups. So at some point, some of those bets might pay off. Or Applied Materials, which recently rolled out a new optical inspection system to detect chip defects using AI software. The point, according to research firm Gartner, is that worldwide, artificial intelligence semiconductor markets will grow from $23 billion today to more than $70 billion by 2025. So there's plenty of opportunity there. Next, think of the most ubiquitous device in use today, which of course is the smartphone. Strategy Analytics forecasts 71% of phones sold globally in 2021 will feature artificial intelligence software for the power optimization, imaging, and virtual assistance versus 54% last year. But due in part to 5G, the amount of useful data that can now be analyzed will surge. And given the fact that 90% of the world's data has been created in just the last two years, this growth will only accelerate. Combined with the ongoing advances in display technology, high-def image, sensing, and 3D graphics, the mobile experience will only become more immersive, which is probably why Apple recently hired one of Google's lead scientists to head their new AI research team. In other words, like it is in China, where this year the number of connected machines will surpass the number of connected humans, the exponential growth in devices has a long way to go. Of course, considering the point I've now made several times about the global threat of bad actors, our aerospace and defense industries certainly deserve attention from contractors like Raytheon, Lockheed, and Northrop Grumman to data analytics and pattern recognition at Palantir. They all constantly remind us the best defense is a good offense. In missile defense, for example, it's all about buying time, meaning the sooner you detect an attack, the more options you have to intervene. And how better to do this than from satellites in space? But that's just to collect the data. Once collected, that data needs to be processed live and on the fly. And this is where AI comes in. In a way, we as humans can ask complex questions, interpret the answers, and then act quickly. We need to intercept and shoot down anything incoming, whether by laser or missile ourselves with, for example, something like Israel's Iron Dome, which since 2011 has protected them from more than 17 Hundred attacks. AI will help it get better and even more accurate, but from hypersonics to cybersecurity, the goal again is to reach and neutralize a threat before it becomes a threat in the first place, which will rely heavily on AI. And speaking about threats, what about the human body itself? One project currently underway between the University of Rochester Medical Center and Orthodiagnostics is enabling an optical chip on a disposable card to detect exposure to viruses from just a drop of blood. More accurately, we hope, than what Elizabeth Holmes did at Theranos. Fair enough. But even more amazing is a study by Josh Bongard, Professor of Computer Science and Robotics at the University of Vermont. 
Most people think of robots, he says, as being made of metal and ceramics. But it's not so much what a robot is made of than what it does, which is to act on its own on behalf of people. With the help of AI, this team tested billions of unspecialized stem cells that have the ability to develop into what they're calling xenobots, that because of their unique C-shape, may, like a modern-day Pac-Man, be useful in scooping up everything from microplastics in the ocean to inspecting root systems. And by the way, their research was funded in part by DARPA, a federal agency that typically oversees the development of technology for military use. And sometimes it finds commercial applications later. So Amazon uses AI to customize online retail offerings and recommend products. Netflix utilizes it to personalize TV content. And Adobe's tools spotlight content online shoppers are most likely to buy. AI is being used all over the place in large part because millennials and Gen Z, the world's first all-digital generation, are entering their prime working years. And after already helping the auto and housing markets, are still early in their investment activities. So as every generation has embraced innovation and supported disruptive companies that challenge the status quo, We expect them both to continue to embrace and fully endorse this technological revolution for years to come, altering the way we work and interact with one another. But, as is so often the case, whenever there's creation, it opens the door to unintended consequences, which can, in turn, lead to regulation. Writing in the Financial Times, Sundar Pichai, head of Google and its parent Alphabet, recently said it's too important not to impose regulation. But, he argued, we need a sensible approach. Well, what the heck does that mean? Having a few rules for things like self-driving cars and healthcare? Or is it, as the European Commission is considering, a five-year ban on, say, facial recognition? Which, I must say, may just be a way to justify going after Amazon so their own companies have a chance to catch up. But Mr. Bichai did note the potential misuse of things like deep fakes, which are computer-generated clips designed to look real. The point is, while it's easy for someone to say self-regulation might not be enough, Google themselves found out just how difficult it is when they tried to launch their own independent ethics board in 2019. They had to shut it down two weeks later following controversy about who they'd appointed and Not meaning to be controversial, there is the old saying, outlaw guns and only outlaws will have guns. The point is, if we impose too many rules and in the process shut down innovation here, other countries will take the lead. If it's okay, I'd like to end on a bright note by sharing a story I recently read about a young woman named Hima Aklilu, who was born in West Philadelphia by parents who immigrated from Ethiopia. She won a scholarship from Raytheon, by the way, to study computer science at Cornell and knew the benefits would go far beyond herself. I know a lot of little girls, she said, that look up to me and say, oh my gosh, I want to do that stuff. And sometimes on Sundays in church, we'll code on the computers there. So the scholarship is important, but not only to me, but for the whole community. 
We spoke about this in our podcast, Changing the Education System, because technology affects the lives of so many and in such a good way. So advocates of diversity like Danielle Rose, CEO of Smash, and who herself grew up in Oakland, California, while saying the industry needs perspectives that reflect the world's population, she also acknowledges we are making progress. Well, thanks everyone for listening. We hope you learned some things, and if you enjoyed today's podcast, please share it with friends and associates so they can enjoy it too. This is Barnaby Levin and Lori Cammy for the Plutonomics Podcast, signing off. LK Wealth and Asset Management and LCK Wealth are a group of investment professionals registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC, and advisory services through Hightower Advisors, LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk, and there is no guarantee that the process or investment opportunities referenced herein will be profitable. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance, and any investment opportunities referenced may not be suitable for all investors. All data and information referenced are from sources believed to be reliable, and any opinions, news, research, analysis, prices, or other information contained in this research is provided as general market commentary. It does not constitute investment advice. Neither LK Wealth and Asset Management, LCK Wealth, or Hightower shall in any way be liable for claims and make no expressed or implied representations or warranties as to the accuracy or completeness of the data, or for statements or errors contained in or admissions from the obtained data and information referenced. The data and information are provided as of the date referenced, and such data and information are subject to change without notice. This document was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of LK Wealth and Asset Management and LCK Wealth, and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors LLC or any of its affiliates. 